0: listen to that how can you not just revel in the glory of the lord when you hear music
1: (laughs) i'm reveling Uh, in the glory of the irish right now
0: oh but this is actually the black watch scottish the scottish yeah these are the scots you know one thing i do tell my students when we're looking at religion and stuff like that and medieval times I, i really ask them to like understand for example that they would never have heard a noise very loud. You know, if you're living in medieval Europe, you're not gonna hear loud noises until you enter a cathedral and a pipe organ's going. Hmm. You know, even going into a cathedral now is awe inspiring. Oh yeah. And, and I've That's they so nailed true. the acoustics. And, and that goes into the branding. But you know okay, that goes into on, the branding. hold on champ. Listen, I've flown on planes, I've been on top of skyscrapers. Nothing feels like a cathedral. So I'm just saying like from the medieval mind, to go into a cathedral and listen to a pipe organ, I mean the the visceral power of that is hard to match. You know, it's speaking of branding. You know, having a TED talk on Sunday is not the same as being in a cathedral with a pipe organ. No, you know, definitely. it's like singing living or, on right? a prayer. <laughs> right. They talk right? about that. They do talk living about that. What that. is the prayer? irony, right? <laughs> they talk about everyone it. singing living on a prayer. I do feel like what they're after is like it's almost like they're feeding people what they're already getting from their life already. But that, what they're feeding them, is only going to lead them back to the life that they're already leading. Because they're they're pandering, they're catering, they're basically being an entertainment channel for them. And I think that they're missing the fact, and this is kind of what the article is saying, is that you have to have either some clue, and I just want to point out, please, I don't want to forget, one of the most successful of these churches was the Mormon one. Excuse me, the Utah one. right? There was one in Salt Lake City that's actually done really well, and one of the reasons it's done very well is there's a lot of ex-Mormons in it. So right. they have that as a binding right. agent yeah. with one another.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely that common ground, and I think that that at least to the one in New York, the way that it sounds, it sounds like they were really just like this random mixer of people, right? You're getting yeah. people together, it's the that, cool people. Yeah, well, they don't Kinda necessarily cool. have anything. They don't necessarily have anything in common. In case, in some cases, the way they talk about it, some of them are atheists, right? Yep. Some of them are, um, you know completely, you know, still lukewarm on the idea of church, or, you know, you know they're just looking yeah. for a community without any uh, attachment to God. And so,
1: you start mixing those ideas together. And, I'm sorry, you can't have a community if you're meeting once a month. I'm sorry. that's Does why once you, a month? Well, that's, that's what it, it said here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. once a month. Once a month? Is that is not a community. A right, that is you can't, a committee. You can't that's meet, why committees you know, don't get anything done.
0: You can't meet once a week unless you can raise money. You know, and that, that was the problem that they were having. Yeah. And it says that, I just want to read that, many lapsed belie- believers harbored strong negative associations with the collection plate. I mean, you're really up against it when you can't hand around a plate because people are, are dismissive of it. I also want to say that the atheists were the dogmatic people in these churches. Hmm. They're the ones who wanted to set an agenda. Um, that's what the article says is yeah, that right. they were like actively saying no you can't even suggest that
1: there's a god or anything like that i just mm. don't
0: i, I mentioned
1: i just don't understand that about atheism like you're yeah. pa- so passionate about not believing in something well, i don't is really, that a belief I don't in know itself how you
0: can't i don't know i just don't like um theologically or logically understand how anyone would even know that there's no God. Like, I get that you're not sure, or you probably don't think Man, so, I could be swayed
1: no. on this. If there's anybody listening, can you say the number?
0: Yeah, 413-545-3691. 413-545-3691. We need 36... an
1: atheist explanation not of this. the
0: number, please. Oh, I'm <laughs> but you understand. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> because now I, now, now, I, <laughs> <laughs> now I think you don't want people to call because you keep interrupting the phone number. 413-545-3691. If you want to explain atheism to Three people who are kind of, I mean, I'll admit I'm in the dark a little bit. I yeah. do think that there's a coherent argument. But if the arguments that you know there's no God, then I'm like, well, are you God? Because that's the only way you would know there was no God. Because the universe is so, I just, how do we know that? So four one three five four five three six nine one, or if you want to talk about any aspect of what we're talking about. Now, Todd, could you talk about faith and the kind of like benefit of just Believing in that, which yes. is different than community, right?
2: Well, I think so. You you had asked me the question, right? Whether or not, uh, whether or not I consider myself religious, and I would say, uh, definitely, to varying degrees in my lifetime, I've been exposed to religion. I've held different beliefs. I don't know that I've ever been to the extreme side of, um, you know, being really god centric or. Uh, even being an atheist, I've never been extreme in those regards, but I have in recent years kind of really been diving into the idea of the benefits of having faith in something, right? So even if you don't believe in God or believe in or subscribe to any specifics of a religion, right? I think there is some aspect of having faith, belief in something that might be bigger than yourself that has, again, whether it's a placebo effect or it's something, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? There is inarguably. A benefit to having a belief in something, right? Yeah. And having that belief can provide a lot of uh, a lot of benefits, right? So you talked about gratitude, right? And, and the importance of having some gratitude in your humility, life. yeah, humility. All of those pieces, when they come together, right? Regardless of <laughs> what wraps it, what wraps it into one
0: package, gives you a lot. And and I think you know it's a placebo effect or it's just an effect. I mean, it doesn't really. We don't know, but if it's having that effect on your Brain chemistry or whatever. We, of course, had the free will episode, which was a real mindscape, right? <laughs> yeah, so, that was... Where there's actually no free will at all. I don't... You know, I'm sure that yeah. you probably come across that. Waylon, did you want to... Minkdom. Yeah, minkdom. Yeah. Todd, so, do you know
1: what minkdom is? I, I seem to recall that there was... Go <laughs> <ahead. not> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we were in middle school, yeah, uh, we created our own religion oh. called minkdom. Do you remember? Okay, this is just coming to me. I did, no, I do remember. Todd it. should now, remember because yeah. he burnt down the woods because of it. <laughs> okay. No, that was. Wait, that's not exactly how it happened. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. okay. Okay, wait. wait. So. We used to go down to this creek, we'd drive our bikes down, and then we would just hang out in the woods and we would go into this river and swim and find crayfish and like like really? basically like survival skills. Okay. But in the in tribal. doing this, yes. it was really tribal. Yes. And it was really primitive what we were doing. But in that we created this religion called minkdom. And it was like these drawings of hieroglyphics that we would do oh, throughout or... this throughout this forest. Yep. And like we would um it was it was all to the mink god. And like we would, it was, it was really cool. It was really elaborate, but it was, it was like our little friend group oh, right. that would do
2: this. And it was all going to culminate with like this idea that we were going to spend a month, right? We we're like yeah, <laughs> 12 years old or something. We we're like, we're going to spend a month in the woods. We're going to pick the perfect spot. And we had a couple, like, yeah. we had a couple identified and we were like really building up to this idea, but it was all wrapped around. Yeah. Again, this it was
1: very, it was very, um, was it theological? The the theological took the back seat to the idea. The goal. The goal mm-hmm. was important. That that one month in the woods was like the goal. Yeah. It was almost like um. What what are the um, the Hindu, the like they they're just kind of hermits and they're it's not coming to me right now, hmm. um, but they just live this isolated life. That's what we were doing. But we created this religion out of that purposeful goal in the community that we made. We also started a. Yep. Uh, we would cook crayfish and we accidentally set the woods on fire. <laughs> yes. Like big, like fire it was department a big needs fire. To come. The fire department came. Is that right? Was, yeah. Yeah, did you
0: explain? Yeah,
2: endeavor. we blamed it on Todd's <laughs> yeah, dirt bike. I had, <laughs> I had my dirt bike at the time and that's what we said. We said a spark flew <laughs> yeah. off the dirt bike. Yeah, a couple of acres burnt down. Wow. It was big. Yeah. It was big. Wow. Yeah.
0: So but, you guys are morally questionable anyway. <laughs> I'm not that's going. true. We won't go there. I'm not no. going to go into your religion. <laughs> uh, I did want to say something, Todd. You know, AA, which I think is probably the greatest social construction of the 20th century, Alcoholics Anonymous, is is a really wonderful example of something that works, right? Absolutely. And one of the steps is to recognize that there's a higher power. Agreed. And I know people who've done the program who didn't acknowledge that and it did not It they tr- struggled they yeah. struggled with that because it's not there by accident right no it's not and I think that the yeah. people
2: that derive the greatest success in Alcoholics Anonymous right are uh, are the people that actually embrace that so if you want if you want to see sort of the sober person, right? And I guess this is it depends on your definition of sober. But if you want to see the sober person who's really come to terms and is maybe thriving in sobriety, they're the person that has embraced a higher power. And it doesn't have to be God. It's just w- so an idea. Why?
0: Why is that? Do you think?
2: I, th- I think I, again I think it's all wrapped up in the idea of gratitude it's also sort of relinquishing control you know I think there's an aspect of like when when we're trying to control everything that happens in our life hmm. we can get really bogged down in the things that you can't control right nobody said that life has to be fair no. right and when Oof. you're going through your life and you're expecting fair you don't get fair and you feel as though you should have been able to control it, yeah. or that it isn't going to work itself out at some point, I think you can
0: fall into some despair. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. that's the serenity prayer, right? Absolutely. That's what—that's all it's about. And, yep. and I've come around to the serenity prayer in my own way. You know, if I'm trying to get something, or do something, I accept that I might not get it. But I don't accept that I'm not going to try as hard as I can within what I can do to get it yes you know and then if I don't get it it's like well I tried really hard you know I did what I could I don't feel any shame around that right but there is other elements that would that just made me
1: not yeah. get that. Yeah, you know. I think it's. I think it's. It, it solves the, You know, if, if you were going to live your life with an existential that existential dilemma as a burden into your daily life, it solves that problem for you, so you can actually. You know, it's it's a big obstacle to think. Oh man, like what is going on? Like, it's 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 hard not to to think about that and then implicate it in the the things that you're doing in your life. What do you mean specifically? So if like um, alcoholics. Right. Uh, If that that gets even worse, if you're having if you're having to grapple with an existential dilemma of what is going on, is there a god? Isn't there? If you can just take that, package it up, and put that aside, and say, okay, you know, there is something else in control, and then and actually believe that, then that's one less thing on your plate that you're actually grappling with. Yeah, less stress. Yes, much less stress. I mean, there's a lot less stress, which
0: you know, of course, can lead to. Immoderate behavior, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that the, the point too. I think again, maybe
2: in Alcoholics and, uh, Anonymous specifically, right? There's there's typically a, a, again that point of despair that I talked about. Yes. Usually, the people arriving at Alcoholics Anonymous, right, who are starting to work the steps, are probably people who are in, in, in a, an, a, an amount of despair.
0: It's existential, yeah. For most people, it's it's a really question of existence, right? So they have that shared really need for one another but right. it's hard to replicate outside of, of yeah, crushing going addiction. back to that
1: too I had a I have a really good friend who just he just posted 8 months sober it's and just going back to what we were talking about, consistency. He never missed a meeting. He went two or three times a week. Never missed a meeting. Right? That consistency is needed to be there. That frequency needs to be there. And what does he? Sh- what does he have? He has a token yeah. symbol representation. That's huge. branding, right? And there. And he's working on oh, you know? it. Yeah. Oh, there's huge branding. Like that is. That is. You know, well, they, that tangible thing that you see and manifesting in your goals, right? So,
0: yeah, go ahead,
2: Tony. And it's it's also self sustaining. Going back to the money idea, right? They pass a collection plate, and yep. right? and it's not for profit. Granted, uh, who knows where if there is excess money, where it's going? <laughs> that's the whole idea that that's a I big think, party, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, I think that they're you know they are self sustaining, right? Which we talked about in the beginning of this, right? These people who are not they're uh, they're um, sort of hesitant to invest. Uh, uh, invest in their community or inv- invest in this program by f- passing a collection plate, right? Here's another example of something uh, that has been working, right? What do they do? They, they, they pass a collection plate. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, here's the other thing. AA is c- it provides its own content. That is, people are equal members in a meeting. You know, someone might speak one week. But there's no like curating a performance at the front of it, so it's also much more sustainable in that way.
1: Yeah, the program is almost it's it, it, it is a god itself because it's it's structured. You don't it takes out all the guessing. Like imagine having that's what I think that that this the secular church idea kind of fails because the, every every month they're like, okay, what are we going to do next? Right, event Where You shouldn't be saying what are we going to do next in any sort of kind of mock religion or something of that. It needs to be very strict. Straightforward, very explicit, and in the, in the guidelines and everything. And then you can, you know, sing different songs and stuff. But it needs to be there. You can't just be winging it, right? And the common ground
2: is also really important too. So again, I think the the the, the thread here in all of the successful congregations, right, is that there is either a common eminent com, uh, common enemy. There an is enemy. <laughs> yes, see an enemies see in every religion. Yes, uh, or you know, there is uh, something that they, that is worshipped um, as a, uh, a Again, a, a common sort of being right either this idea of a god or a higher power or whatever it is you know I think that there is something that that brings the people together which common is, cause too yeah and it's, it's addressed in this article as well right that you know it, it seems as though people are lacking a common goal, uh, at least in this this particular congregation. That's not to say we have lots of examples where you can have something, a regular, uh, you know, uh, congregation or gathering of people that doesn't revolve around God.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that the, um, is there a way to make AA work outside of that desperation of trying to get sober? People keep coming
2: you know what I mean? There's people who are no longer desperate and I think part of the program too, right, is that people then after you've found this salvation, whatever you want to call it for yourself, you find your sobriety it's your obligation to give back to sure. the community, right? It's, the, it's part of the, the uh, completion legacy, of the program and the status, legacy, right, is that you, 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 you mentor yeah. people and say, all right, well, you're going to do exactly what I say because this is how I yeah. got sober, so you,
0: you can... It's also a really powerful network. I mean, when I lived in New York, uh, in my early years in New York, I had a lot of friends in the program, and there were certain meetings that were famous, You know, famous meetings to go to in Soho that were, like, filled with celebrities and stuff like that. So, it also has that, which religion also has, right? Like, the church is a great place to get business, Uh, you know, like, historically speaking, um, that's gone away. Uh, But I'm asking you, can I create Oxygen Anonymous and have it work? <laughs> uh, well i think it depends so again this maybe goes back to whether or not you're talking
2: about something that develops as a religion or a cult you know it depends on how clever you are right so i mean if you are a uh, a brilliant marketing uh, expert Right? And you're able to take this idea, whether it's oxygen, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's the iPhone, whether it's the, regardless of what you're selling, if you can sell it in a way that makes people believe that they need it, so in your case, oxygen, people need oxygen. Let's say, for instance, you went to the extreme side, you took you oxygen, took oxygen out of the environment right. and you said, well, I've got this oxygen, you've got to join my church. That's <laughs> right.
0: That's right. You, know? right. you,
2: yeah. you can do it that way.
1: Yes. It, I, I, I don't it think, I strangle strangle think you need people. an authentic <laughs> void that needs to be filled. Yeah. You need an authentic void that needs to be filled. Those people that are going to AA have a serious uh, need and they're in a vulnerable yes. state. Yep. And so if you don't have that void needing to be filled in that vulnerability, you can't start to mold that person up again. And I think that right. that's part of this about yes, why it doesn't work. Because no one's broken here. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the uh, Mormon a, church, those people were void. broken.
0: That's true. It's not a deep void, but
1: it's Something, you know, well, there's something missing. missing, right? They're yeah, talking about this missing. lack of
2: community. And I kind of joked saying, like, well, maybe they just don't have any other interests, right? So you're going to yeah. come together in a community. It's like if you are a person who has hobbies, yeah. right? You're going to find community in those you hobbies. You don't find God, but you find the knitting
1: needles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you love
0: to knit. So. Oh, yeah, but there has to be a sense of urgency, I feel like. I've, I talked about this with Professor Greg White. And, you know, we talked about the Harley Davidson kind of yeah. group. And, I mean, that's like a community of a kind, you know? They ride together. They see each other. There's this big gathering. But there's nothing... I feel like it's a pantomime of something. There's no... No one needs to be on those
1: motorcycles. I would... But I would... I don't know. I mean... Um, I feel like it's hands and angels. S. Thompson, if it, like well, it, was sure, pretty, in the 60s. it was pretty, well, it was pretty religious. It was pretty religious. Yeah, it's well, it
0: was an organized crime. So yeah. that can be very binding too. So I guess to think about how a, uh, how religion any
2: of any kind has taken hold. I guess historically, have religions been founded under the the idea or of filling a void? Right? Is that is that because I think in today's in, in today's religious kind of um, environment, right? You're looking at uh, you're looking at a scenario of centuries, maybe, of of ideology that has been passed down from generation to generation. That just has taken has taken hold and exists. You know, maybe we don't understand why it still
1: exists, but was it founded and did it become as popular as it is? Because it was founded on power vacuums. So, that's what I would argue. It was founded on the void of power and and the exertion of power. Politics plays one thing, but religion was like the the power.
0: Hmm. Well, Jesus and Muhammad were both political as well as religious figures. I mean, they were both political revolutionaries,
1: particularly Jesus. And it goes back to what we're saying of like, okay, who do we listen to? You know, like that this, it's like, okay, what are we going to do for the next time? It's like people want to be told what to do to do to a pretty i mean go back to free will they, i think they do i think so too mm. i think
2: that there, again it has to do with our biology and and the idea of survival right and i think that you know there's a certain amount of our survival which historically right has depended on our on our ability to work together collectively as a group and to fall in line and within that hierarchies come out of that and um you know there needs to be someone leading there needs to be also a group of people that tend to to follow and i I think that that following is something that intrinsically
1: we're motivated to do because in the past we've needed to and norm you don't agree with that the 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 people want to be told what to do
0: i'm curious it feels like in this liberal bourgeois society what people want to do is consume and they actually don't want to be told to come anywhere on sunday they don't want to give up any anything myself included like i'm not sure they want to be told what to do i mean maybe it's they're just being told what to do by advertisers and stuff like that maybe it's just kind of that now and maybe that's the religion we live in. Actually, yeah. is a, is a, is a consumptive religion, or
1: maybe it's a pushback on that we've been told what to do for so long.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, not it's, me, not you. Yeah, it's you know, po- maybe our great grandparents. Yeah, it's possible,
2: but I do yeah. think that there that that people find comfort in knowing what's going to happen next, right? I think people are very sort of. A lot of people can be uh, afraid of change, right? As an example, and sort of. When you're in those modes of, of of transition, right? There's a lot of discomfort that comes from not knowing what's going to happen next, right? And I think when people are being told what to do, that takes the element out of uh, takes the element out of needing to uh, understand for yourself what you're going to do next in that uncertainty. Someone's telling you where to be and where you're going next. Do you know what's about to happen next?
0: Ooh. That's right, folks. We're gonna have to wrap it up because yeah. we have people coming in after us. You're being told. To before, <laughs> yes, I have the power here. Before we leave, Norm we always God. like to wrap it up. And I forgot to show you my drawing, so I want you guys to free associate yeah, on this drawing. It. Now, Todd, free association is not description. Okay, okay. Three, two, one, go.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, freedom. Kind of an inside joke, but life tricks. Anti-establishment. Where
0: are we going? <laughs> what is this keep, picture? It's it's Waylon's Van Bento. Yes, towed, my Van being There's a towed. giant poop on top, <laughs> <laughs> and there's me as the devil dancing on. Oh, it looks <laughs> like a jester. <winter>. <laughs> yeah, that's a what I thought. I thought jester on, on
1: the sidelines in a cast.
0: Waylon, what are you up to for the rest of the day and the rest of the week? I'm going to Boston. Oh, that's going right. Going to Boston. Going to Boston. We're coming back
1: here. There's an awesome thing. Let's dance, which is going on in Springfield for Pathlight. It's a uh, organization that I did some videos for. So. Oh, Okay. it's a whole bunch of individuals with uh, developmental and okay. like, physical disabilities, on dancing on stage. I
0: bet you would be on Mass Live.
1: Yeah, I'll, 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 find, I'll find my way onto the front page somewhere.
2: John? Yeah, I'm uh, just going to be spending some time at home and having, uh, having a nice time, relaxing, taking a
0: Trying to shake off that France, huh? Yeah. Get back into America. Yeah, I Did guess you so. like
2: France? Oh, I loved
0: it. It not was really? Blast. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I have not to travel. I haven't really traveled very much. But we know that in France there's plenty of listeners to Barbarian in the Valley. Yes. I'm Always, oui, oui. Ava- always available for a live, in-concert <laughs> performance. Argenté. Well, thanks so much for joining us on The Free Associates. Our readings are always on the FreeAssociates.us. Both Barbarian in the Valley and The Free Associates are available on any platform you can imagine. We're really grateful for the time that we have and the platform that we have. We want to let you know that you're not alone, that you always have community with us on the radio, and that the future looks travel goodbye